Alrighty, good afternoon, good afternoon, and good afternoon. Welcome to the Prophetic Perspective Podcast. My name is Tonka Johnson. I am your host. And so we're going to jump right into it. And today's title of the message is The Kingdom Advantage. It is The Kingdom Advantage. And so yesterday we were talking a lot about uh, when Jesus was basically having the conversation with his disciples after um, John the Baptist had sent word asking the question, are you the one or must I look for another? And so I want to talk about how in the kingdom of God, how we go through times of adversity and how um, that persecution brings uh, power. People don't realize that uh, persecution brings power. Um, if you if you knew uh, when when the disciples went forth after the stoning of Stephen, they were all scattered. But after the stoning of Stephen, uh, the Bible says the church advanced even more. There was the advancement. So basically the persecution, the murder of Stephen that took place in the marketplace was not a sign of defeat, but a sign of victory. And I think that is the reason why we heard uh, in the word of God uh, that um, God stood up. Literally, when uh, Stephen was stoned, the Lord stood up. I'm going to go to Acts chapter number verses seven. And we're going to uh, go ahead and read from there. And I thank God for this word. And I pray that the word will bless you and the word will keep you. And so we're going to go into uh, Acts chapter number seven, verses 54 and 59. And it's the New King James Version. It says, when they heard of these things, they were out to the heart and they gnashed their teeth. Verse 55, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And behold, he said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and ran up on him with one accord and casting him out of the city and stoning him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet the man's feet of whose name Saul and they stoned Stephen calling upon God saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. OK, so we we see uh, the stoning of Stephen. We see uh, this take place. OK, and then we see the transition from stone from Stephen being stoned. And now um, now we see that uh, Saul's conversion is going to take place. Okay, so we see this stoning of Stephen, which looks like adversity in the kingdom of God, because remember we talked about yesterday that the kingdom of God was established or the kingdom of God was at hand or preached or proclaimed starting at John the Baptist's ministry. Okay, so any time before then, we have we, we've met, we've heard of the soon coming Christ. We we've, we've heard about uh, in the book of Isaiah said there is one that's coming with healing in his wings. The government shall be upon his shoulder. I mean, we hear we hear we we've heard the prophets speak of him um, 
returning or coming into the earth realm. But in this case, where we see that when Jesus arrives on the scene after John the Baptist's ministry is, is diminished and Jesus' ministry start, we see the transfer of the kingdom being established, the kingdom being announced, the kingdom being moved, the kingdom being advanced. Now, even more than ever, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and we look in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, we're now seeing the manifestation of the church, okay? So the kingdom came first, and now the church is established. The church was not established prior to this. The kingdom came first. I want you all to hear that. that The kingdom advantage is when the kingdom uh, advantage it, it, it set in place precedence. It's set in, in place order. It's set in there the divine will of God. And so many times, many of us, we are operating off our own uh, fumes. We're operating off our own preconceived ideas of what we think God is doing and what he is accomplished. And I've told you before yesterday that if God has called you to any fivefold gift, any type of office, any type of establishment, it is to proclaim the established church, but now it is to push the furtherance of this kingdom. So there are going to be a lot of John the Baptist that are going to come up on the scene. You're going to see it more now than ever in this hour. More John the Baptists are going to arise in this season. More prophets like him that are going to prepare ye the way of the Lord to get the church, the body of Christ ready for the soon coming king. I'm going to read an article here uh, that has to do with uh, the new chip implants that are taking place over in Sweden. And I want and I told you we're all we all are on high alert spiritually. But this this article uh, actually was. um this article came out last year, okay? And um, this article came out in the New York Times, New York Post, okay? So it was announced. So it's not, it's not like it's a shock. It's not like it's a part of fake news. It's a legitimate website. It's in NewYorkPost.com, and it says Swedens are getting in, implants in their hands and replaced for cash and credit cards. Okay, it says thousands of people in Sweden are having further. Uh, futuristic microchips implanted into their skin to carry out everyday activities in replace of credit cards and cash. More than 4,000 people have already have uh, the scientific chips about the size of a grain of rice inserted into their hands with the pioneers predicting millions will soon join them as they hope to take it global. This is a global Movement. <laughs> I don't care how we look at it. I don't care how you try to diminish it. I don't care how you try to close your eyes, stick your head in the sand. This is a global movement. Hear me when I tell you, if it is turned into a global movement, we must look at Corona differently. If the gospel of Jesus Christ has not went into the world, let me tell you, this is an opportunity to reach millions with the gospel because now we're in the hours of one little microchip. They're wanting to implant millions with this. This is a global idea. Okay. We are not, we are not. We are not in the days of Mr. and Mrs. Nice Christian. 
Well, you and I just sit here and just fold our hands and say, well, praise the Lord, uh, brother, 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 uh, so-and-so, you know, brother, do funny. We're just going to sit here and just love on the Lord and love each other. And we're going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. No, this is the hour of aggressive takeover. And the Bible says, he said, from the days of John the Baptist, okay, from that day started, started where he was claiming that the kingdom suffereth violence and now the violent must take it by force. So from that very day, that was the day for aggressive takeover. That was the day for the start of aggressive takeover in the spirit, in your prayer, in your teach, in your reach, in how you evangelize, in how you teach, in how you uh, apostolically cover people, how you uh, prophetically minister to people, how you pastor people. It started from that day. So when, when the church was established in the book of Acts, it brought us up until Ephesians when he gave these specific gifts to the body, to the body of Christ. The tw- Listen, the 21st century apostle is different from the New Testament apostle. The 21st century prophet is different from the New Testament prophet. But we have the same attributes that they carry, but we're in a new century. We're in a new day. So everything that you and I do must be different. We cannot reach the lost like Paul, John, Silas, Peter and them, the apostles, because they were operating off walking three and a half days with two donkeys or on a carriage ride. Can you imagine going and traveling from one city to another, taking you three and a half days on a donkey? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine leaving your household or leaving where you were designated and it took you three days to get to one place to, to do miracles or to do signs and wonders or whatever. So you and I, those days, they were being boiled. In those days, they were being crucified. In those days, they were being beheaded. John the Baptist was beheaded after he had sent the message to through his disciples to his cousin, Jesus, asking him, was he the one because he was going through a temporary, you know, depression. Okay. after that, we hear no more about John the Baptist because he was beheaded. He was gone. He was on death row. You see what I'm saying? So they were going through extreme persecution. The question is, will you advance or take advantage of the times that we have now to enforce the kingdom in your reach, in your walk? How is the kingdom being enforced? Hallelujah. Because the kingdom of God, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, so the kingdom of God, if the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand and that is what it it is supposed to be preached, we can no longer preach what our our, our seeker friendly messages because our secret seeker friendly messages, it, 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 it brings us back to what we like to quote here, Matthew three and two. Okay. So this is, this is John the Baptist. This is his ministry. Watch this. So we talk about, we talk about the kingdom. 
was established when John the Baptist was in. The church was established when Peter came on, when Peter confessed and received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. That was the establishment in the birth of the church. But the kingdom was established under John the Baptist. Okay. Chapter Matthew, chapter number three, verses one. He said, in those days came John the Baptist preaching the wilderness in the world, in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand for this he that was spoken of the prophet Elias saying the voice of the Lord, one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same had the same John had a rem, a remnant of camel's hair of le, of lethrin girder about his loins and his meat was locust and wild honey. So he was operating Operating off the power and the manifestation of the last Old Testament prophet. So when they were walking around trying to figure out, oh my God, are you Elijah? Are you are Elisha? Are you this prophet? Who are you? He had his own anointing. He had his own power. But he was away with God. See, the New Testament prophet, you will have the same attributes as the as the, as the, as, the, as the, you have the same attributes. The 21st century prophet will have the same attributes as the New Testament prophet, but you are in a 21st century mindset. So you have to not try to operate as they did. Okay? Because they had their way, we must have our own way on how we distribute the gospel. Are you hearing me? We can no longer distribute the gospel based upon the works of old because he told us greater works. Sure you do. Jesus said you should be doing more than just laying hands on the sick. You should do more than just uh, raising the dead because these works have been performed already. Blinded eyes are being opened. Deaf ears are being opened. You know, tumors are falling off. There was a woman with issue of blood that was bleeding for a certain amount of years that was dried up. Okay, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. He, the, the, you know, his family was like, "Oh my God, he's stinking by about long through here." You know, and then God, then Jesus, who is who is the Lord in the flesh, calls his friend forth and said, "Lazarus, come forth!" And, and and Lazarus comes hopping out of that grave. Okay, and we shout. We shout over these messages. But do you realize we are held accountable for the works that we do here in the earth realm because we are held accountable for how we distribute the gospel? Oh, my goodness. I can't talk about this enough, folks, because when you see articles like this, like I talked, that's that is a hot topic. I shared it on my Facebook today that 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 let me tell you something. When I say we are under a we are under a open heaven. And I'm not talking about just for blessings for money, cars and houses. We are under a open heaven for the replenishing of the saints, for the renewal and the revival of the saints, but also for the repentance of the saints. He is talking to you and I. Verse 11 of Matthew 3. Okay. He said, indeed, I indeed Baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So listen, the the, the many baptismals that were taking place under John's baptism, and I'm going to get, get un, into that. 
the baptismals that were under John's baptism, under his baptismal, under his distribution of that gospel, weighted very heavy upon what God gave the instruction to John to do. Okay, John the prophet, the Baptist, John the Baptist, the prophet had an assignment that was given unto him. So when he was taken into prison, the kingdom was established through his ministry because he became proclaiming the kingdom. But one that came after him, which was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, advanced that kingdom. So the kingdom was advanced through the Lord Jesus Christ. So the establishment of Christ coming into our world, having the footprint into our world brought us to the level of establishment. You and I became established in the kingdom in the city in heavenly places based up on the kingdom being advanced through Christ Jesus. But when he went back to sit at his father, sitting on the right hand of the father, now the church is going forth under the power and the authority of Peter. And then Paul comes on the scene and then other disciples come on the scene. And then John the Revelator came on the scene. And then the many, 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 many people that came after that, 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 that didn't even have a place. Are you hearing me? Did not have a place in the word of God, but their, their testimony will be revealed into heaven. Don't you know there are many that were written, that were many miracles that took place that wasn't even ever recorded, but their testimony will be heard in heaven. Don't you know that the best way that you can overcome anything in this life through any type of persecution to any type of warfare is when you can overcome the enemy by the word of your, by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So the blood of the lamb seals the deal, but your testimony overcomes the enemy. Anytime you receive any type of dis advantage, just any, any discombobulation, any type of warfare, any type of fight, it will come at a price. This gospel, it costs a price. The gospel of Jesus Christ comes with a price. But if you and I who are Christians, who are believers, who are established by God, in God, through God, to call forth the advantage of the kingdom and to advance the kingdom, don't you know you and I have the power and the authority to operate as the king does? The king gives a decree. The king has power. The king has authority. But you and I are subjects under this king. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is this king of glory? Hallelujah. So when you and I get our orders from the king, and get our power from the king. Don't you know that I don't care what kind of hell you walking out. That everything in your life will have an advantage. Because once you pray the kingdom prayer. Once you pray thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Once you begin to pray that it's not by might nor by power. But by your, by your spirit says the Lord of hosts. That that advances the kingdom. Don't you know when you proclaim his name on Facebook. Proclaim his name on YouTube. Proclaim his name through the radio. Proclaim his name in the marketplace. Proclaim his name. In, in Walmart. Proclaim his name when you're standing on the bus stop. Proclaim his name when you're down by the river. Proclaim his name while you're 
at the beach. However you proclaim the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous of them, they run it in are safe. If you proclaim this Jesus, if you proclaim this power, if you proclaim this glory, don't you know that his kingdom will last forever and ever and ever and ever without without end? He reigneth forever and ever and ever without wind. Hallelujah. The kingdom advances. There's an advantage that we must take. You have to take this advantage. Because if you and I are going to advance in anything in God and anything in Christ, there has to be establishment in order to advance. Glory to God. So I pray today as we as we begin to wrap up this 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 the kingdom advantage that you and I will begin to advance thoroughly in our walk. We will advance and we will take advantage of the time that we have now. Okay? And I believe that the coronavirus if we look even even now that they're saying that the death toll is just outrageous. Okay? The death toll is outrageous. How many people have been affected by this pandemic in the United States is over 144,060 people confirmed. There's over 2,605 deaths confirmed from this pandemic. Okay. This is huge. My friends, we must take advantage of the kingdom. I'm not talking about it in a perverse way. I'm talking about take advantage of this time of the establishment of the, the, the Ruha of God being blown into our earth realm that now is the time to advance and, and, and make sure that people are standing in your midst, that every time you see them, you are pushing the gospel. You are selling the gospel. You are distributing the spirit of the living God to them. Because when you distribute his voice, when you distribute his power, when you distribute his authority, when you distribute his grace, his mercy, we will see the writing on the wall. He gave the, the, listen, don't you know every time a heathen king needed a word from the Lord, they would call for the prophet? The psychics did not carry it. The witches did not carry it. The soothsayers did not carry it. They called for the one that was in jail. They called for the prophet that was in prison. They called for the one that was blinded. They called for the one that was obscure. They called for the one that was highly rejected. They were called for the one that was that was highly imposed. Come on here, somebody. When you have a call, when you are set apart and you have an advantage in the kingdom, don't you know you're going to be the following of what I just named above? You're going to be ostracized. You're going to be imposed. You're going to be outnumbered. You're going to be always in the background. You're always going to stand out. You're always going to be rejected. Why? Because this walk causes people to reject the very foundation of where you're trying to get to. The Stephen, the stoning of Stephen established a mindset in the people that was there that we're trying to put fear in what we call those Christians. But what they did not realize that the, that Stoning of Stephen caused the advantage of the kingdom. It called the it called for the kingdom and the church to advance to the next level. So let me tell you something. 
God will get glory in the, in the days of persecution. Do you know why? You're talking about miracles? Oh my God. You're talking about prison doors shaking? Oh my God. You talk about the captives being set free? Oh my God. When God steps into the midst, when the Lord, who is strong and mighty, step into the midst, don't you understand that the foundations of the world are being shaken because they are persecuted? He said, I saw them. Where their blood, he said, I saw them that were walking where their, where their, where their garments were dipped in blood. Hallelujah. See, when he sees us, we must have his mark. When he sees us, we listen. He ain't worried about our lip service or our religious ritualistic institutionalized Mindsets that we have gathered through denominationalism and, and church etiquette and all this other stuff that we try and our bowing and our scraping. Oh, no. Oh, no. That don't move God. That doesn't move him. Because you and I take communion on first, third, second Sunday or fourth Sunday or we get baptized every fourth Sunday or, or we, we, we sell out a, 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 an arena just for Easter Sunday. That, that doesn't move the father. Because now we're in social distancing right now. Now we're in a panic. How will you advance the kingdom in times like this? How will you take advantage of every tool that was given unto you and was provided to you? How will you take advantage of those tools to enforce and distribute the word of God to a point where the people are drawn to your wisdom? They're drawn to your word. They're drawn to your lifestyle. Hallelujah. I want a connection with God. I want a peace with God. I want an understanding with God where he knows the way that I take. And I'm not, I'm not trying to force it. I'm not trying to prove anything. I know that my redeemer live it because I am proclaiming his kingdom. I am no longer preaching about what I can get out of God. I'm preaching about how I'm going to get to him. And there's so many of us that have to listen to so much that we're, we, 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 we've got to get back to the father. Does anybody want to get back to the father? I'm talking about real love. I'm talking about real love. I'm talking about the kind of love where you are here in his presence. Glory to God. You are surrounded by the presence of the Lord. Excuse me. And you are literally, you are literally talking to the father and you're saying, Lord, Lord, what is it? What sayest thou? How can I connect with you? Amen. Glory to God. So today we pray, those of you all prophetically, we pray. We pray for a, a level of grace, power, authority. And I prophesy today that we will advance the kingdom. We will take advantage of every resource. We will take advantage of every of every message that that is that is conditioning us, is preparing us for we can no longer be silent. We can no longer be uh, uh, incoherent. We can no longer be unconscious. God, my God, we have to be fluently directed in this hour 
to advance the kingdom of God. And I pray that the Lord will be with us and his countenance will shine upon us and he will give us peace. God bless you. Thank you for joining, joining the prophetic perspective with your boy Tonka Johnson. I pray your day will continue to shine as bright as mine. God bless you.